something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm Cat Wonders, and this is episode 78. So, a couple of things. Um, I did an updo with my hair today. It didn't really turn out the way that I wanted it to. Um, so I decided to put a little kitty headband on. And guess what? It's December 2nd, so it's appropriate. <laughs> and I'm also wearing something a little naughty underneath my blouse. And I hope you don't mind. <laughs> um, I needed to kind of throw in a little twist of red somewhere, you know, being the holidays and all. Um, or December 2nd. Some people don't even put their tree up until December 24th. So I am ahead of the game. <laughs> and um, I have not decorated my tree yet. And you know what's really sad is the top foot of this tree does not illuminate anymore. And I tried to wiggle all the little lights to see if it was maybe one that burned out. But I can't find it, which is shitty. But um, I do have a box of decorations. They're actually like little vintage looking decorations um, for this tree. Where did I put them? Anyway, they're coming. So don't worry. I haven't forgotten about the decorations. Um, and a couple other little things I'm going to be doing to jazz up the studio for the holiday season. <sighs> okay. So it has been about four weeks since I've had my Invisaligns and I'm getting used to the little tabs on my teeth. I still have a slight lisp, but that's just going to have to be how it goes. <laughs> um, uh, what else? Today, I'm going to be making a very Christmassy cocktail. You might also notice um, that my winged eyeliner is completely off. <laughs> one's going up here, one's going down there. That happens sometimes too. And that's also another thing you're just going to have to deal with. Um, and my pinky nail ripped off again, but I'll get into that later. All right. So the cocktail that I'm going to be creating is something I'm making up off the top of my head, but I'm sure is just, it's a very straightforward Christmassy type recipe. It involves eggnog and rum. So what I'm going to do is also because I'm on keto, um, I shouldn't be having too much sugar. So I'm going to be, use, be using like a little bit of eggnog for flavor and, but not too much because it's packed full of sugar. And I know you can get light. So this is the eggnog I can buy in town. You can also get light or classic. This is original eggnog. There's classic eggnog and then there's light. Light is only lighter in fat, not sugar. And they probably put more sugar in light than the regular or whatever. Uh, so <laughs> what I'd love to find is eggnog with no sugar, but I just want it making it myself, which I can do and have done and is good. And I always make it with rum, even if I have it in the afternoon. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So let's just create something yummy. Um, I'm going to be using this, obviously eggnog. I'm going to be using coffee cream instead of milk because I need the fat. Um, and Anabe rum. Um, I brought this back from Curacao and uh, they make it there. They make it in right in Willemstadt, Curacao, and uh, it's excellent. Can you tell? <laughs> then also, um, I've got a, a little bit of vanilla espresso vodka by the brand Lucky Bastard. They did send this to me. Thank you very much, Lucky Bastard. I've had it for a little while, but 
wonder if I should shake it first. But vanilla espresso, um, eggnog, and I'm just thinking this is going to be really good. So let's just get into it. I'm going to, and I have my shaker, my gold shaker. Isn't it so beautiful? Look at it. It's very like 1920s art deco kind of flapper. You know what I mean? <laughs> Great Gatsby. I love it. Uh, or it could be 70s. 60s. Anyway, it's classic, meaning any era it would be in. <laughs> anyway, um, also because I pulled out my Christmas bin. Okay. <clears throat> and when I say Christmas bin, I mean the bin of all the Christmas stuff, accessories, shoes, headbands. Uh, I couldn't find my jewelry which was shitty because I've got like really special little ornament earrings that I could wear with this, but I couldn't find it. So anyway, my point is, is I have a couple feathered um, robes. I opened the lid of the bin, like just kind of in a rush to look for something. And it was like a plume of feathers. <laughs> Has anybody ever said that before? Like a plume of smoke, but isn't a plume French for feather? Anyway, it was like, it was like a little miniature feather explosion. And the odd time when I inhale through my nose or my mouth, I get a little feather in there. So if I have a coughing fit, I apologize. I don't know why I brought this, to be honest. I'm just gonna free pour. <laughs> I also have, because we're doing like a milky kind of cocktail, I brought my little milk carton. I have yet to actually order any type of real Christmas cocktail accessories, but uh, I'm gonna be in the city soon, so I might look. Let's start with about an ounce and a half of rum. Then let's add our Lucky Bastard Vanilla Espresso Vodka. It's not sponsored, by the way. They just did send this to me, so I'm gonna use it. And it sounded excellent. This also has lots of sugar in it, I think. Maybe not. Um, let me just see. Oh, I don't think it does. It's not sticky. Maybe a little bit. Anyway, then our eggnogs. Like I said, I'm not gonna use a ton. Probably for yourself, just add as much as you want with regard to how much flavor of eggnog you like. I do you, Are you somebody who mixes eggnog with milk or do you just drink the shit straight? Because growing up, obviously eggnog is expensive too. So you wanna kind of water it down. But I grew up with like half eggnog, half milk, maybe even less, like a, a third eggnog, two thirds milk. Um, but some people just drink this straight like this. And I'm like, it's very thick and weird. <laughs> if you are one of those people, like no offense, but serving this straight, like, no, no, it tastes better when it's got some milk in it, I think. Anyway, so I did about like an ounce of eggnog and now I don't want to shake it too much it'll turn into whipping cream this is 18% coffee cream I'm just gonna add a little bit for some lovely flavor color texture and here we go also it's always a challenge to pour into this so it's gonna be interesting <laughs> I feel like it's gonna fly off
Let's hear those sleigh bells ringling, ding, ding, dingling too. These are the kind of sleigh bells I like, you guys. <sighs> I'm such a dork. Okay. Yes. Here we go. Oh, frick. Now I gotta do the fancy. No! I'm <laughs> such a mess. It's okay, I have my, my cloth. So you gotta like keep it slightly open and then. Okay. We're getting there, we're getting there. Okay, so you missed all the action because my camera, my memory card uh, filled up. So anyway, basically I just made a total disaster trying to pour, I'm not sure exactly where it cut off, so you might've seen some of it, but I tried to pour all that into this and it didn't go so well, but guess what? It's in there now and we're gonna taste it and see what this lovely holiday cocktail tastes like. And see how I almost made exactly the right amount by accident again. Let's see what we got here. done it again. <laughs> this is actually so, oh, so good. Um, okay. Also check out my pillows that I spend way too much money on. I think I talked about this last podcast. Um, I kind of want to have them on camera, but where would they go? I don't know. I will, um, fancify this podcast stage soon. <laughs> Wow. What am I going to call this? Um, screw the cookies, drink the milk. <laughs> you know when Santa comes down and you put cookies out? He doesn't want the cookies. This is what he's looking for, okay? This magical, special Christmas milk. Let's call this... Actually, let's call it Christmas milk. Because I know somebody actually calls eggnog Christmas milk. And I was like, okay. Anyway, this is the real Christmas milk. And if you want to make Santa happy, really happy, and you want something really good under the tree, you got to leave him something like this. All right. Excellent. Love it. And this would be really nice with like some sort of Christmas accessory, you know, not a candy cane because I don't like to, I don't like anything that's creamy that has like peppermint or mint in it. There's just something that, something about it that I don't like. But you know what? You could do like a, a vanilla stick or something, you know, just to zhuzh it up a little bit. Anyway, so that's that. Okay, I have two things and this is really not anything super exciting, but um, our boozy besties, we have to unbox another one. Uh, we've already unboxed two. We unboxed which characters? We unboxed Bubbly and Novello. I think that's where he is. No. <laughs> Bubbly and Novello. Those are the two that we got. Um, there are four boxes left. So this is a six pack. And these are blind boxes, meaning you buy a, a set or a box of these, a bigger box with smaller boxes inside. And um, you open them up and you don't know which character you're getting. 
Sometimes you get two of the same, three of the same. Uh, there are a couple in here that are called chasers, which means that they're the most collectible. So these are collectible like vinyl figures, I believe they're called. Um, Tokidoki is a brand that makes a lot of like kawaii type characters um, and they are collectible. <laughs> so if you wind up with a chaser, sometimes you can put it on eBay and somebody who needs that one for their collection will say will pay you a ridiculous amount of money for it. Um, but it kind of more applies later on down the line when say this box is out of production and people want to complete their collections in 20 years, whatever. I <laughs> by no means am a collector, uh, but I just have an, af an affinity to little character things. <laughs> and I know I'm an adult. But it's it comes from my grandfather. Anyway, my opa used to collect little tiny, tiny little toys. And from the time that I can remember, he'd always be giving me a little teensy baby doll or a little character or something. And when he would go to garage sales, uh, this is where he would find his treasures and share them with all of us, cousins and brothers, sisters. And so even after he passed, <laughs> After my opa passed away, my oma was kind of clearing things out and sort of, you know, my opa had collected a lot of things over the years. So she was just kind of getting rid of stuff. And then, but she always kept a little teensy tiny little naked baby doll <laughs> on the bathroom mirror up top in their bathroom. And I thought, oh, I thought that was so funny. So anyway, little things, little collectible detail type things. Um, I do like them. So I have this and another surprise after this. <laughs> If you're listening to this podcast, you must watch the video version so that you can see exactly what the hell I'm talking about. So let's choose another box. So these are obviously the open ones. <laughs> Did that look random? All right. So I'm hoping, I'll tell you what I'm hoping for. I want agave. Agave is the tequila character. Okay. That's what I'm hoping for. But I will be thankful for whatever character I pull. Let's see who we got. There's no real like pleasant way to open these. Who do I think? I think I have Brewski the beer. Let's see. I knew it! <laughs> I could feel the shape in the bag. Cute. Okay, well, I'm really glad I didn't get a double. And I got Brewski. This is actually super appropriate right now because of the World Cup series that is happening. Um, this guy is a beer with a little soccer ball in the foam. I love it. And I think he's adorable. And actually his foam is a little bit opalescent. I don't know if you can tell. It's not just white. There's a little extra detail there. And the fact that the glass is clear, you can see the beer in there. And uh, exciting. <laughs> You're like, okay, <laughs> not really, but you might love it just like me. Let me have another sip. So Brewski's the one and you guys, <laughs> I could not resist. This is the new 2022 Tokidoki advent calendar. So I figured that because this is on the second, uh, this is the second of December, I'm gonna open days one and two. 
Okay, so we could see what we get. And then on the next podcast is December 9th. So we can open day three through nine and just kind of like unbox little characters and see what we got because it's Christmas. And you know what? I love surprises. I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day about how actually I love surprises. I like when somebody, it, because it's almost like when somebody surprises you, they put effort in, right? It's like a very kind thing. Some people hate surprises. The person I was talking to hates surprises. They want to know exactly what they got, where it is, why they have it, if they can get a different option, if they can <laughs> exchange, you know what I mean? Like for me, blindfold me, take me somewhere, rip off the blindfold and I won't complain <laughs> unless I'm just like, you know, unless you took me to the dump or something. <laughs> but um, advent calendars, blind boxes, as an adult, it's really difficult to, there's no real, there's not a lot of good surprises, right? Besides like having a baby and is it a boy or a girl? Like that's a good surprise. Um, but most surprises are like not good <laughs> as an adult. And I mean, this is just my opinion and maybe you have way better examples than me. But anyway, my point is, is that blind boxes and this advent calendar, I don't know what's in it. And I'm just going to see what kind of little characters we got. So let's open this up and we'll do day one and day two. <laughs> Punch the table. All right. So let's see. Look at all the little windows and their little characters in each window. So let's start with day one. Oh, the whole thing comes right off. They're so little. What do we have here? <laughs> I thought ahead for once. <laughs> also, I gotta be sure that my nipples are not out the whole time. So this is like a Sugar Thrills sexy little bikini top slash lingerie top that just covers the nips, okay? And I have this in many different colors, but sometimes they shift <laughs> and little Nip Nip comes out to say hello, but not on this podcast, on any podcast. Uh, here we go. my god it's a little golden unicorn check her out i have to put it in front of my face because it'll <laughs> otherwise it'll focus on my face this little guy is adorable it's so miniature oh my god i gotta put these on the tree that's what i should do i should definitely put like a little tiny little wire somewhere on them and then keep them in the tree where they can live forever. <laughs> I mean, forever meaning um, for the month of December. These miniatures are adorable. <laughs> I, ha that's all I have to say. <gasps> okay, what's in day number two? I'm enjoying this way too much already.
the bigger I make them. Think about this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We get to open seven next episode. Woo! It's like, it's like Christmas. I mean, it is Christmas, but I mean, it's like somebody actually sent me little miniature gifts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look at her. She's got little donuts for ears. And this is a character called Don, Don Donatella. And she has, they're, these are definitely besties, you guys. Aren't they adorable? If you have kids, grandkids, neighbors, cousins, <laughs> nephews, nieces, I don't know, they would love this for Christmas. So like, the way advent calendars work, if you don't know, and most of you probably do, but if you don't, uh, typically they're either typically they're 24 days, sometimes they're 12 days. Those ones I don't like because <laughs> I want to experience joy every day leading up to Christmas. Um, but every day you open the day of the month that it is. So December 5th, you open day five, six, you open day six and so on. You get it. Um, and you get a little gift every day leading up to Christmas day. And actually typically they're 24 days, right? Christmas day is when you get your gifts. So it's just leading up to Christmas and day one and day two. Yay. And to be honest, I think Don, Don Nutella, this is a unicorno. Don, Donatello. <laughs> One day I'll get it right. I don't even know the right way to say it. I think we'll fit. <laughs> I don't need to buy Christmas cocktail accessories. If she falls in there, that, that would be shitty. She's just chilling on this huge, this is actually adorable. This donut character on top of this clear glass milk carton full of booze and I'm telling you no one needs cocktail accessories just this advent calendar anyway that was really fun maybe I had too much fun there but let me know in the comments down below if you think that this segment is ridiculous <laughs> it's not really a segment I'm just like sharing in some joy I think the things are still staying in place. And I wonder if this dude, no, his legs. So her little legs are just wide enough to brace the edge of the glass. If I had a thicker one, oh my God, I take it back. I take it back. They both fit. It's because of the angle. Anyway. I'm gonna stop focusing on this. Our Christmas milk is going down really well, you guys. <laughs> it's gonna be a crazy episode. How excited are you for Christmas? Some people love the holidays. Some people don't like the holidays so much for different reasons, of course. And um, I hope that this holiday season is wonderful for you and you have all of your dreams come true. <laughs> and for me, my holiday Christmas dreams are health, happiness, and family, and spending as much time with my family as possible. I love my family. <laughs> um, and you know, it's a blessing. I was talking, uh, 
I think it was a couple of years ago now to my cousins and, and how we all have a really good close relationship. And it's not, it's not like, I don't know. We were just talking about how none of us have ever done each other dirty or stabbed somebody in the back to gain something or like, you know, when you're kids, you do shitty things. Like you push your brother off the deck and he breaks his leg and you're like, yeah, you kind of harbor that memory. Like you bitch <laughs> for the rest of your life. Um, none of us have ever done anything like that to each other. It's just not in us. Uh, and it's crazy because I have such a big family. So my mom comes from seven brothers and sisters, her included. So she had six siblings growing up. Uh, and all, actually, all except for one had children. So I have so many cousins and so many second cousins. Uh, and anyway, it's just lovely that we had such a great upbringing and you know, it wasn't like totally perfect. I'm not going to, you know, sing some lovely tune about how we're just perfect and all that jazz, but we love each other very much and we've never hurt each other. And we're, we're kind of like cousies for life. <laughs> Literally. It's funny because every year when we go to Banff, um, I call it cousy fest and I make a poster. <laughs> I make a poster and send it to all of my cousins. And um, this past year, it was actually super cute because I found like a vintage photo of like people in ski suits, like 12 people in a row in ski suits, and they're all playing instruments. <laughs> it's like a 70s retro vintage poster. And one of the one of the characters in this post or in this photo I looked exactly like one of my cousins and I was like, oh, this is perfect. So everybody laughed and it was funny and we had a great time. It was probably the best cuzzy fest of all time. And I just hope every year it gets better and better. Anyway, so um, it's just really nice to know that we have each other's back and we're, we're just, I don't know. I just feel very blessed and very thankful and... Um, which makes Christmas that much more special. I couldn't imagine what it's like to, you know, have beef with your family and not be this or that or, you know, like there being issues uh, because that would take a lot away from the holidays. So, so far, <laughs> so far, so good. We're all doing good. And Christmas is a very exciting time for me and, and my family. And I hope it is for you too. I could only hope that you all have the same joy during your holiday season. Now I'm going to get into my week. Nothing really super <laughs> that exciting, but um, before that, I just want to bring up my Christmas lingerie special is happening December 10th to the 25th. So um, I'm so excited. I have a ton of lingerie outfits and accessories to share with you if you want to participate. Uh, so it will be on Patreon and OnlyFans. Um, and basically every day I create uh, a brand new try on and take off video. Well, I mean, 
We'll just see because lingerie is a little racy right from the top. <laughs> so it's not like the Halloween high tier or the Halloween special that I did where I start in a costume and wind up revealing what's underneath. This is a little bit different. This is starting out nine out of 10 and then winds up 10 out of 10. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, I'm so excited. I think that um, this year is gonna be the best. It's not as long as previous years, but it also means that more of you can participate and it's less, also a little bit less daunting for me because typically it's 25 days. I've always called it 25 days in lingerie, but eliminating those extra days of filming and just, oh my goodness, uh, will also make that 15 days that I do put out that much better, if you know what I'm saying, right? Because it's not divided into 25 videos, it's 15, but I can spend a bit more time and enjoy it a bit more. Um, and it's cheaper. <laughs> so anyway, uh, there'll be more information on my Patreon page, probably on Instagram everywhere um, for this Christmas special. Uh, so don't worry you'll, <laughs> I don't know why you'd worry. <laughs> oh my God, this is kicking in. Woo, my little accessories are adorable. I need a longer straw. <laughs> why did I think that the short straw would work for this? It doesn't, but that's fine. Um, So you guys, okay. I made probably, and I mean this a hundred percent honestly, I made the best soup of my entire life. Now I have like a top five winter soup list. Okay, so this includes, what's number one? Potato soup, split pea and ham soup with a real ham hock, okay. Um, I do a clam chowder. I also do a the hell is the fourth one? <laughs> I should have think. You know when you're trying to remember somebody's name that you know very well, but you get, that's kind of what's happening right now. Potato soup, pea soup, clam chowder. Um, what is, there's two more, but anyway, the, I added a new one. There was four, but now there's five. Let me just skip right to the new one that I added that is now gonna be my number one. I call it winter soup. Now that sounds, this probably ex exists somewhere, that name, but this is what I made. Okay, I actually have the ingredient list right here. It might not sound as spectacular as I'm making it out to be, but essentially I, I created like a cab, okay, do you know what cabbage rolls are? Okay. I love cabbage rolls, especially when I'm on keto. All I do is remove the rice. So growing up, my mom made the best cabbage rolls ever. And cabbage rolls sounds disgusting, especially when you're a kid and you're like, oh, great, cabbage rolls for dinner. Um, truly the best freaking soup. I mean, <laughs> the best cabbage rolls. My mom made them. And then so a friend of mine made uh, what they call hamburger soup. And I had to text them. I was like, what is the recipe to this soup? Because it was so incredibly delicious. And hamburger soup is basically round hamburger, 
Um, it's a tomato base. I think there's um, barley in it and obviously like crushed tomatoes and all sorts of spices and blah, 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 tomatoes. I mean, <laughs> potatoes, <laughs> potatoes and um, carrots. And anyway, so I was like, wow, send me the recipe. So she sent me the recipe. And then I thought, what if I take that recipe and add like sliced cabbage and use lentils instead of barley and add clams? <laughs> you guys, <laughs> it almost brings me to tears talking about it. I made this soup and I cannot tell you how incredibly delicious this soup is. It is everything you've ever dreamed of in a soup. If you want to go crazy, add a dollop of sour cream and fresh chives or fresh green onions. And this is like wild to me. So I guess part of the reason why I've never made a soup like this is because I've never used lentils before. My mom used lentils a lot growing up in her recipes and to me, I guess I thought lentils were something different and I feel like barley is what I thought lentils were. And barley is also delicious. I can't really have it because it does have gluten in it, um, but it's kind of like a puffed rice sort of, if you've never, if you don't know what I'm talking, if you don't know what barley is. But lentils, they're almost like a split pea where they get soft and they just thicken up the soup like they add like, so much to it and I feel like flavor wise as well and they're also super healthy not super low carb I don't think almost almost like peas are not very low carb but I'm going to give you the gift of giving <laughs> by sharing this recipe with you down in the description box I'm going to call it winter soup it's kind of like surf and turf soup to be honest because there's clams and beef in it um the key, and I don't know, I've only made the soup once, but I think the key to the soup is to make sure that the lentils have a long time to cook. So if you're gonna make the soup for dinner, start kind of in the afternoon and let the soup simmer for a few hours. So say you make it at 2 p.m. and you're serving dinner at five or six, um, make it, let it simmer because that also allows the lentils to soften and just flavor. Also, I'll include in the recipe too, but it's the first time in a long time I've ever used bay leaves. My mom used to use bay leaves all the time in her soups, her stews, everything she made. Not everything, but you know, any time that she could have added it in there. Uh, and I think that made a difference. And you have to buy yourself some mahi. Maggie, M-A-G-G-I. I call it mahi. I feel like that's what my Oma called it. Um, but it's like a liquid spice. And because I have such a strong memory, like, you know, smell and taste is associated with memory. Um, when I smell this liquid spice, this Maggie, it is a throwback to my childhood. And I want the family and people in my life to also associate that like oh that's kind of smells like cat's cooking or that tastes like cat soup or <laughs> this smells like cat soup <laughs> that can be misconstrued <laughs> anyway i'm going to powder my face because i'll tell you what i've been uh posting some youtube shorts and when 
when I'm reviewing them, I'm like, wow, my face is, looks pretty greasy. So this is what I'm gonna do from now on, is have a little powder break. Are you all right with that? See how this side of my face looks a little less distracting than uh, this side? It's because of grease. And yes, I have oily skin, but I was told one time that if you have oily skin, you will have nicer skin as you age. I'll check back in when I'm 75 and let you know if that's the truth. <laughs> um, also, I kind of have textured skin and who doesn't? I mean, textured skin is normal because unless you're some sort of magical being from outer space, I do know a few people that don't have textured skin, like my sister. Why is that fair? <laughs> How is that fair? Um, but when you do have more textured skin, uh, keeping the grease down is sort of <laughs> essential. Ow, for looking less textured. Anyway, is that better? <laughs> less oily? Anyway, uh, what am I even talking about anymore? Okay, so on my property, I have a series of ponds. One pond starts up here, it waterfalls and cascades into another pond, into another, and there is, I think there are four ponds altogether. Sometimes I'll get ducks, it's true. Uh, I'm trying to avoid reeds and cattails and stuff growing because what happens is <laughs> your pond will get smaller and smaller and smaller. So, uh, but what can you do? Like birds will shit seeds into your pond and you just get growing whatever the hell pops up. <laughs> Sounds so, so redneck. Anyway, um, <clears throat> ooh, did you guys hear that? I had a little uh, air escape through my windpipe as I was talking. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, this is definitely kicking in and I like it. But I have a skating rink, damn right. And it's a decent sized one and it's smooth and I've been shoveling it off every time it snows and have been skating and it is giving me life. <laughs> skating, <clears throat> it's almost like when you're skiing, you're taking advantage of what nature has given you. You are not defeated by the snow, but you are using it <clears throat> to your advantage. You're having fun on it. You are happy that the snow is there, okay? It's like a skate, it's like having a pond, a skating rink. It's like when you're skating on ice that's in your backyard that nature created for you, it's like there's a little fire pit, some seat, some benches, and it's been a lot of fun. So just wanted to share that with you. I was excited about that. I do not know what I'm gonna do <laughs> about this. This is getting out of control. So few of you know, and many of you know, if you've been following me for a while, that I, over the course of three different injuries, completely ripped my pinky fingernail off. However, because your nail goes a bit beyond your cuticle, so like say this is my pinky nail and the nail actually goes back to here, it had only ripped off to the cuticle point. So basically I could put it straight up 90 degrees. <laughs> what I should have done probably 
is gone to the doctor and they could have removed the nail and then allowed it to grow back. My fear was though, number one, I don't know if you've ever experienced a nail injury, let alone a nail ripping off and still kind of being attached. It's one of the most painful things ever besides amputation of like a limb or something. But then again, if your arm's amputated, it doesn't hurt as much if it was just dangling. Okay. So, so for me, my nail was just dangling and I was afraid that if they, if I go to the doctor, they're going to pull the rest of the whole thing out. And I know they'd freeze it and blah, blah, blah. But then I'm like, is my nail going to even grow back? I've seen some horror stories or read them uh, about people that lose a nail and it never winds up growing back. Like the cuticle is so damaged that, and I'm thinking, I didn't know if they were going to rip it out or not. I just was scared that they were going to. So I thought, I'm just going to press my nail back on and pretend like nothing ever happened. Because not only am I afraid of everything X, Y, Z, but I also cannot not have a pinky nail. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, I never went to the doctor <laughs> and kept it. Um, I shortened it, like clipped it. Actually, I had a friend help me <laughs> and they had a Dremel tool. So I filed it down because it was so painful. Like any movement on it was just out of control painful. So filed it down very, very carefully and then just kept it wrapped up. Kept it wrapped up until it grew out. And I'm telling you, it kind of worked. And it grew out, grew out, grew out until it was about halfway down my nail bed. So that's about a quarter inch because I have little tiny little pinky nails. So then I get cocky because I'm like, okay, it's, it's attached now. It's, it's more than halfway. <clears throat> I'm doing lots of dishes, hands in water, you know, like nail bed softening. I'm, I'm kind of just doing lots of kitchen cleaning and whatever. I'm wiping my counter and boom, I go to wipe beside a cutting board, but there's like a little cutout for grip. My nail catches the cutting board edge and completely rips off again after weeks of healing. Okay. So at this point, I, as an adult, I don't often cry when I get injured myself. If I wipe out skiing or skating or whatever, I cried and I knew what I had done and I knew how I had set myself back that much farther with my pinky nail. Now I understand in the grand scheme of what's going on in the world or whatever, this is bullshit and doesn't, it means absolutely nothing. It's such a first world problem. It's disgusting, but I'm just sharing it with you because it is my life and it's affected my life. So anyway, I knew I'd ripped it again. It was bleeding like crazy. And I thought, what am I going to do? So process starts again. I keep it very short. I keep it wrapped and it proceeds to grow a few weeks later, halfway down my nail bed. Okay. And I find too, that injured nails grow twice as fast as, which is a blessing. So the other day <laughs> I am shoveling my skating rink and not thinking much of it. Of course, my nail is still slightly short, but it's, it's again, grown past. So, it, you know, it fades from memory that you even have an injury at some points because you're just doing your thing. I'm shoveling this snow off <laughs> and well, bam, I re-rip my nail. But this time I'm like, oh, okay. 
I don't, it didn't hurt as much as it did previous times. So I was thinking it wasn't as bad. So I look at my nail and from what I can tell, it's still attached pretty much. So then later on, I'm doing something in the kitchen and I'm kind of like, I could feel my nail bed lifting a little bit. I look down and my nail is only attached by a 16th of an inch at the back. <laughs> so I'm back at square one. And you know what? It's my birthday and all I want is a pinky nail. That's all I want. It's really, I don't know what the universe is trying to tell me. I see symbolism in everything. And I believe that it's almost like, hey, oops, <laughs> I just scratched my chin. Smart up. Don't this or don't that. Why is my pinky nail being ripped off constantly? It's like a hard lesson from the universe going, cat, stop it. <laughs> stop what? Just tell me what it is and I'll stop. I just stop ripping my pinky nail off. I can't blame anybody else. Not even the universe. It's just my own stupidity. <clears throat> I really reefed on my chin there. You guys, my eyeliner. So if you're a guy, very likely you are because 94.9% <laughs> of you are, you don't know what it's like to do eyeliner. Some of you do, I'm sure. But I'm telling you, I don't know today. I just, I had bad hair day, bad makeup day. And I know that you're gonna be like, you're crazy, I can't see anything. Um, yeah, I can, and I feel it and it makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, just thought I'd share that with you. I'm sure you've heard about, uh, love languages. I've talked about it before in the podcast, but basically to sum it up, it's kind of like everybody feels and expresses love differently. And there are three to five different ways that people will feel and express love. And if you are in a relationship, it's important to know this about your partner because you might not like to be touched. Uh, like somebody rubs your shoulders or whatever, it might make you uncomfortable. Um, even if you are comfortable with the person, you just don't like it. But so for you, you don't think to give touch as a as affection, right? Because you don't want it. You don't naturally, that's kind of how that works, but your partner may only really experience the feeling of love through touch, not by saying, I love you, not by giving them money or giving them things. So, um, relationships can fall apart sometimes because you're not showing them love in their eyes, right? Whereas for you, if you were to receive touch as an affectionate thing from your partner, it would make you uncomfortable. You don't like it. So it's important to learn about each other and like what each other is looking for and needs, right? Because needs are, need to be met. And I am not a psychologist. I don't know what the frick I'm talking about. All I know is what I've read. <laughs> and then I do know this to be true through personal experience. So that's also where I'm coming from. But um, I was thinking, what about anger? and frustrations and how those are expressed. What about like anger languages? Okay. Because I mean, this is like a whole thing to get into. 
But a lot of people internalize their feelings. So they internalize a lot of anger or hard feelings towards. So I'm, I'm just going to use the example of like a relationship. Okay. A man and a woman in a relationship, two partners, whoever, whatever, but two people in a relationship and say for me growing up, I didn't have a lot of like bad experience with punishments and, you know, I feel like I had a pretty level field when it comes to, you know, um, a parent raising their voice, um, you know, a parent punishing you or whatever, right? Uh, so I'd, I'm not coming from an experience of like a, like any trauma or anything like that is my point. But I find that for me, I internalize a lot of my anger. I don't, I'm not, I don't wear it on my sleeve. You know, if I'm pissed, you won't necessarily know that I'm that pissed because I've made a conscious decision to deal with it internally, but on my own later. Because sometimes I look at a situation that I know that I can't change. And I know that for me to confront somebody or to yell or whatever is going to get me nowhere. Okay. It will just make things worse. So for me, I tend to internalize things. Other people, however, and maybe this is the best way to be, is they just get it out right away. <laughs> and they like they will just be more, I don't know, say it right away, something that bothers them. They can't, they're not going to harbor anything. They're going to say it right there. Say it like it is, which I have a lot of like um, admiration for people that like, that can do that within control. Like they, they're not out of control, like losing their shit. But somebody that can be like, hey, yo, no. Like if I'm in a lineup at a 7-Eleven and I'm looking to buy some fried chicken, <laughs> it would never happen. But anyway, and two people ahead of me in the lineup, the guy's impatient because his pizza is taking too long or something. So he starts mouthing off. And he starts getting like mad and um, being rude, obnoxious. Maybe he's drunk. Maybe he came from the bar. I don't know. And then somebody in the lineup is like, yo, dude, chill out, man. Like she's just doing her best here. We're all waiting for shit. Um, you know, I have a lot of admiration for somebody who could just kind of say what they feel right away as opposed to just. Because for me, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm the kind of person, and I'll be totally honest, I, on the inside, have all these fantasies about what the hell I'm going to say to this guy. And like, oh, God, like, what an ass. Like, I just, somebody should just go up to him and just give him. I have these fantasies, but that's not who I am. And even if I really wanted to try to be that outward person to tell that guy to shut up, that's not who I am. And that's maybe not my journey. And that's not why I'm here, put here on this planet is to like <laughs> have justice for all, you know, and be the voice for people that don't have one or something. But um, I'm kind of off on a tangent and I'm running out of time. So I'm going to talk more about this uh, next time. <clears throat> but say you're in a relationship with somebody and say your girlfriend is like me. She 
won't outwardly express that she is disappointed or angry with you, she'll keep it in. This is a problem because what will tend to happen, and it's happened to me before, <clears throat> where it builds up. It builds and it builds and it builds. And then we are having an argument over if the spaghetti's cooked right and it turns into some massive explosion. This is what you want to avoid in relationships <laughs> is the explosion part. Communication is key. So it's tough because when anger is involved, I feel like all logic sometimes goes out the window. Like you, you know, you might have a discussion with your partner and say, look, when I'm angry with you, I tend to keep it inside. So what I'm going to do is next time you piss me off, I'm just going to say it right away. And then, but the other person's personality is to get extremely defensive. Say they're insecure. They're worried. They're scared all the time, every day in their life. And so, I just saw a white bird fly past my window. Like a big white bird. I think it was a freaking owl. Wow. This is because I'm on the right path in my life. <laughs> Maybe this is really resonating with some of you listening. Anyway, I'll get more into it in a future podcast. But I think that that is a big key. So love language is key, but also an anger language sounds so dumb. But learning how to like get through and I don't know if it's even that simple. Because like I said, when anger is involved, like egos get involved and some people fight to win they don't fight to resolve and when you don't fight to resolve then you have a problem on your hands anyway <laughs> we're supposed to be having fun here <laughs> take another sip of your cocktail okay i have time for this and this might push me over the edge is it okay to buy your partner your husband your boyfriend, girlfriend, a sex toy for Christmas. Say you guys don't do anything kinky in the bedroom. You don't bring toys in. You don't know if she has toys. Maybe you know she doesn't. You don't know if he has toys. You know he doesn't. And it's kind of like a way to express that, hey, let's have a little bit more fun in the bedroom. Okay. Now, I feel like Obviously, everybody's different. Sorry, I have to close this window. It's pissing me off. Um, <laughs> everybody's different. And everybody has their own feelings about their sexuality, their sex toys, their bedroom life, all that. And I feel like it can be scary because you don't want to offend somebody, right? And... Maybe starting the conversation by buying a toy is not the best idea, but maybe it is, okay? <laughs> so I know personally that sex toys, different fun things in the bedroom, whether it be a toy or an accessory or uh, just a theme or something can be super fun. I'm all about it, all about it. So for me, coming from my personal experience, I would absolutely say yes. And, but start lightly. Like, I don't think that going, <laughs> ladies, going out and buying your boyfriend a huge dildo or something to use on you in the bedroom <laughs> would be a good idea. Okay. So what I'm saying is it's not just, 
It's not just a free-for-all out there. Is my face greasy again? Is it grease or is it sweat? I don't know. Um, anyway, so um, I think that a subtle toy or a subtle something, it would be totally fine, right? Because as long as that person's not threatened by what you've given them, so it's not like, let's watch porn together. So the woman thinks, oh no, he just wants to watch porn or something, you know. Um, something subtle and could be as simple as a silk, um, what are these called? <laughs> Blindfold. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> come on. Uh, that could also be used as like restraints or something. Um, or you could take it to the next step. And I'll tell you what, and this is not an ad, but Love Honey has sponsored me in the past and they actually do have an incredible website. So go check them out. Um, they have, I was looking online today. I was like, cause I knew I was going to talk about the segment. I thought, what is like a subtle sex toy or like something that alludes to some intimacy that you can find on the website there. Okay. Guys, the newest, latest and greatest sex toy for women is suction toys okay now suction toys for here for here for you it's just an entirely different thing it's not a vibrator it's different okay um and a lot of them a lot of them do both suction vibration blah 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 but i the first thing that popped up on the love honey page and if you are watching this um on December 2nd, 2022, <laughs> um, it should probably still be on the main page, depending on, I mean, there's Black Friday things happening right now, but it's a beautiful little silicone rose with a little suction tip on the end. And it's almost, it's just so cute and beautiful and pretty that no, if you were to grab it, as say your maid's cleaning your house and they find this, they're not going to necessarily know exactly what it is. It's not an offensive, you know, um, phallic type thing it's that's not what it is at all and that's why I mean I have a couple cuddly birds the first suction toys that I ever bought it was sponsored they were sent to me but I was like wow this is there's so many ways to use these and they look like a cute little bird <laughs> they don't look offensive at all like nobody would really know what it even was so anyway I'm just saying of course, it's good to talk to your partner first, like, hey, and how do you approach them even? Like, what do you say? You know, hey, I don't say I was watching or I was seeing or I saw or anything like that, because that might be offensive. <laughs> like, you're watching porn? Oh, my God. Some people just that is a big no, no. So how do you approach your woman and and say um, you could say I was talking to a buddy and they might be like, who? <laughs> but I was talking to a friend and um, he bought this toy for his wife and she loves it. So I bought one for you just to try. Like, don't worry about me. I don't need to, you know, make it about her or him. Don't make it about you at all. Say I bought it for you just in case, you know, you ever wanted to whatever. And maybe I'll, um, you know, watch or <laughs> use it on you or uh, everybody's different. But I'm just saying if if introducing sex toys into your sex life s seems impossible, it's not if you strategize the right way to approach your spouse with it. So 
I highly encourage trying. I don't think it will end your relationship <laughs> if you're strategic about how you introduce it. And um, I can talk more about that in the next podcast because I've had, you know, some experiences myself and some insecurities on myself and things that I've gotten over and realized, okay, well, this is something that's fun for the both of us. And it's really just positive altogether. <laughs> anyway, everyone, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I, of course, will be back next week with another um, interesting set of things to talk about. <laughs> I always wind up checking off only, uh, you know, half of my list of things I want to talk about. But uh, don't forget that I have an OnlyFans, Patreon, and uh, some of the things I talk about on this podcast, you can see over there. So that will be in my description box down below. Anyway, <laughs> so you can email me with questions, comments, concerns, advice, questions. Um, and uh, that's kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com. And I'm going to put this recipe down below. Not saying that it's going to be easy for you to find vanilla espresso vodka unless you order it from Lucky Bastard. And if you do, then just send them an email and say I sent you. It's not sponsored. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. There's going to be a lot more information about my uh, lingerie special coming up December 10th. Uh, watch out for that on my Patreon, OnlyFans, Instagram, everywhere. And uh, thank you for tuning in and being part of my podcast. And I will see you all in my next video. Bye.